I guess I guess so. I don't know. It just like see, does it really carry on this long? Do we? Yeah, it normally <laughs> does. Okay, uh, welcome to Beers on the Round Table. I'm Brad Slayer. I forgot to get a beer glass. Y'all go ahead. Hey, uh, this is Bobby Kim, and uh, actually just go around the table. And there's a lot of familiar faces here, as usual. So what's, what's you guys' names? Uh, well, my name's Joseph. Oh, shit, Joseph. We're doing the lug nut fashion here where we go crisscross. Doing down, the star you know, pattern. Star <laughs> pattern. Uh, this is Zach Adams here, um, semi-professional beer reviewer and amateur uh, podcaster. Um, so Amateur stock car racer. And uh, my name is Scott, professional podcasting beer reviewer. Dope. Right. My name's uh, Bobby so. Kim, a professional Celeste uh, player. <laughs> the best in the world. Okay, so we've been gone for a little bit, I guess. The last time we did something was like beginning of December at Midway Craft House. Yes, our good friends over at Midway Craft House. Yeah. Thank you again, Raheem, for the opportunity to get to podcast there again. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, so it's been a little over a month, uh, but we're back in the new year. Um, recently, uh, I took a trip to Vermont and picked us up some uh, fun things to try. Uh, so Zymergy, um, is a magazine that's really big in the craft beer world put out by the American Homebrewing Association, I believe. Um, they always put out a list every year of the top beers. Um, I think it's in America or the world. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, it's a big list and it's kind of like the one that that people always look for. It's the big one that you want to get on top of. So today, very special. We have the beers that have been ranked number one, number three, and number five. And I'm not going to tell you because which one is which. Fuck huh. <laughs> well, just That just kind of happened to be like what we ended up being able to get. Um, so I'm not going to tell you all which one is which. Uh, at the end of it, I want you all to tell me which one you all think is number one, number three, number five, all that good stuff. I like so, this already, oh, I'll Brad. I'd like to go ahead and say that's a bold move. <laughs> all right. No cheating. No looking it up. Uh, I, I won't know if you all cheat, though. So <laughs> Hey, Google. <laughs> Google lends my beers. <laughs> Uh, so what we have today is uh, the Heady Topper uh, from the Alchemist, a brewery in Vermont. That's what I brought back for us. Uh, we also have Founders CBS Canadian Barrel Stout, which oh. is super highly sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have another one called KBS. This is this one's like even more ridiculous than that. Uh, this one's actually like two spaces higher up on that on the list, I think it is. But this one has... You just told us which one. No, wait. Maybe. Sorry. No, you didn't. I might have. I don't know. Let's hope not. I've already forgotten. Logic. <laughs> logic. Anyway, so wait. this is a big no, imperial no, no, stout. No, no. You don't, don't, don't think about it. You're good. You're good. You it's did an it. imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee <laughs> aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Boy, you just gave the answer. <laughs> wait, no. So I think... Don't, one, don't think about it. I didn't give it away. Wait, how many I don't, I don't, no, no, I, don't, I don't remember if my mom has a KBS or she has a CBS. Okay. Well, KBS is another good one that's also pretty rare, but not quite as rare as this. Uh, okay, so I, like, if you could find KBS or CBS, pick it up because you're not going to be disappointed. Hopefully. We don't know yet. We yeah, haven't tried I've it. never tried it. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other one that we have, which I have had before, I remember it being pretty good, is uh, Bell's Two Hearted Ale, which is an American Pale Ale. Ooh. Uh, currently uh, hyper chilling in the freezer. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> hyper chill. <laughs> so we're going to kick things off here with, oh, they're, they just got done chilling. Nice. Um, so we're gonna, uh, I'm going to go pull those out here in a second before they explode. I just... Um, I just thought about someone like relaxing like i'm so relaxed for some reason when you said hyper chilling <laughs> but we're gonna start out with the heady topper uh like honestly my favorite ever uh double ipa uh, you're my favorite double ipa so if you got the one can so uh give yourself a little bit and we'll see what we've got left over oh what did you just do bobby something happened you like oh. the glass or something yeah the static from the bag was causing it Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. Today we learn about electricity. Scott's going to kick my ass out of the cast. 
Well, this is a really great looking <laughs> is it already cool. talk about what our topics are? Yeah, so our topics are, uh, what is it, um, New Year's resolutions. And we're talking about the uh, highlights from CES. So CES was yeah. uh, earlier this month. Um, all of the results are in, you know, as of uh, January 15th. What the best, the weirdest, and the uh, most intuitive products coming out from that uh, fantastic show that I honestly have to say myself, I don't watch it, and I wish I, I did, you well, know? Well, I mean, it's, CES is not really much of a consumer-facing... Uh, it's called Consumer Electronics. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, you'll, you'll read articles from it, but it's not necessarily like... It's not like E3 where, you know, they're, like, showing big... Mm-hmm press conferences and stuff like that. Hey, um, man, if I was there, I would still like to play test some of these fridges that have these giant wall-to-wall screens, basically. Is there Craziness. any more left? No, there's not. Damn. I got, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We all got about the same. Why does it, why, how come yeah, on the yeah. can it says drink from the can? Like yeah, so that's actually... It's telling you that. Yeah, like, yeah, so, you know, we're breaking the cardinal rule of this amazing beer, uh, which is drink from the can. Um, and what it is is, like, this beer um, was the original uh, New England IPA. Um, this is the beer that sparked the trend, uh, and what they've they've this is like one of the pinnacle researches and like hop techniques to be mm. able to capture all the aroma, all the flavor, and everything, and just like really kind of like infuse the beer with this bursting flavor and aroma. And so their whole thing is like as soon as you pour it out into a glass, you're gonna lose some of that aroma, mm. like it's gonna just kind of dissipate out. So the best way for them to trap it, because like I've like I usually drink it from the can, and you do get a lot of the aroma from the can still. That that beer is that potent. Um, so this is number one. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's actually it's not. It's not. Wow, <laughs> we're getting close. Don't, don't tell us anything else. <laughs> oh wow! No, now we no know. Joke. Now we know it's. This not is super potent. One. Oh my god. Yeah. So this I mean, like, it's stronger than that from the can. Yeah. Jesus. It, like this. This thing is super ridiculous. Um, and the first time I ever had this, um, there was uh, a couple guys. They do this thing called the beer tour across America. Basically, they like they just go. It's just a countrywide brewery tour. So when are we doing this? Well, as yeah, soon as we can scrape together enough money, because what they, they basically they basically go around a little bit and like ask people to like donate money so they can kind of do this a little bit. So they were they were in Denton uh, and they were saying, "Hey, we just came back from Vermont. We've got a bunch of beers. Uh, if you trade us a donation for this much, we'll give you the beer." And so they had a four pack of Heady Topper, which I already knew kind of a little bit about it for twenty dollars. And I, I was like, okay, give me that. I'll, I'll do that for twenty dollars. I was originally going to beat them at the Bearded Monk, but like it was during the time of the jazz festival, so it was, um, it was like really crowded over there traffic wise. So I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, do you want to meet at Metzler's instead? Y'all know where Metzler's is? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, Metzler's is Which like, one? yeah, uh, it's like it's like east of TWU, right yeah, off of three eighty. Like We've one, been there before yeah. to pick yeah. up beer. Ice like, man. Yeah, yeah, over kind of where like uh, the the what was it? Kind of near your old apartment. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, near, near my old apartment. So, you know, we go over there, and he's like, oh, I'll be around the side when you get here. So I'm going around the side, and they, they've they got this van, and I meet this guy in the van and trade him $20 for my four-pack of beer. <laughs> How did you feel doing that, Brad? Did you know you were breaking the law? <laughs> so, you know, we did that trade, and I got my first four-pack. And, like, it's my favorite IPA. Mm. And something else I did with this, which I'm going to do again because I have a couple more cans left, is uh, I captured the yeast out of this this can because they leave it unfiltered uh, and all unpasteurized, so there's still some yeast in there. And it's supposed to be really amazing, highly attenuative yeast. And so I built it up from the can and put it in what y'all know as the Grizzly Green Bear. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's the yeast that makes it uh, like that. It makes the hops pop, and it just, like, rips through the wort. And 
turn that into like a 10.8% double IPA. I got to say too, Dope. I mean, this, this right here, uh, for our listeners and viewers, um, I, this, this beer literally smells like, it smells like, uh, I mean, some grass from a hot summer day got out from underneath the mower and just kicked you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strong. It's in the best way possible. Yeah. In the best way possible. In the, in, the, in the best of ways. That's the other thing that I have to say too, as somebody who isn't necessarily the biggest of IPA drinkers, like this is, this is definitely smooth too. It's not going to drive people away who aren't necessarily a fan of the over hoppy flavor. You know, it's tastefully hoppy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's more, fla- it's flavorful. It's super flavorful. Yeah. It's not bitter. Yeah, that, that's even though I'm sure it has extremely high IBUs. Oh but, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's measured IBUs are like in the hundred plus range. Yeah, um, but the flavor just, just comes out it so well. Intense. And like here, here's what it is. And um, so I, I got to visit this brewery, and what people normally do at this brewery is they go line up outside that brewery every day, uh, just to get in there and get some four packs of this and some four packs of whatever else they're mm-hmm. selling. And most people get in there, get their beer, and just run out. So like you know. Me and Kara were up there. It's like I was like, this is probably the only chance I'm going to get to be here. So I'm going to hang out a little bit. I'm going to get some samples. You know, looked around at like you know their souvenirs and stuff. It's kind of an open brewery concept. So I was taking pictures of like the brewery and stuff. And then uh, I overheard um, one of the guys there telling some some people. He was like, oh yeah, give me one second. I'll uh, take y'all back and show you around. So I was like, and Kara, Kara comes to me. She's like, so you about ready to go? I was like, hang on a second. I think I, I, think I can <laughs> get us a tour. <laughs> and so I hear him come back. He's like, it's like all right, let's go back there. I was like, hey man. Do you mind if we tag along? He's like, oh, yeah, sure, you're not family or whatever, but y'all go ahead and come back. So, like, you know, he takes us back, and he gives us a really nice tour of the brewery. And so he kind of, like, gave us a little bit of insight and stuff like that. And I think one of the things he told us a little bit about, like, their hopping process, which I think explains a little bit more about why it's not, like, a super bitter bomb like what you're going to find in California. Mm-hmm. Like, what they do is they only use hop extract in the boil. Hmm. They, huh. don't, they don't put actual, actual hop, pellets hop pellets or yeah. leaves or anything in there. They only have, like the oils that you extract directly from the hops and they put that straight into the boil. I was like, okay, so you're not using hops at all during like that brewing process is like what they do is like after the boil, um, they swirled her around in this big tank for like half an hour. That's where they put all like the, the pellets and leaves and stuff to like extract all the flavor and uh, aromas without like, you know, just supercharging it with the bitterness. Wow. I mean, it it definitely shows. I mean, this doesn't turn off. This doesn't turn me off from the beer. You know, I mean, I would enjoy to drink, this much i could drink a couple of these as compared to like a normal ipa where it's gonna be like ah you know i'm gonna keep it at like maybe two i could make maybe four of these guys yeah and this one's gonna sneak up and slap you because it's a eight (laughs) percent right yeah can you like contrast that with dogfish head's process a little bit so that'd be interesting yeah so dogfish head also is very different as far as like their uh kind of process goes because for their for their famous ones they've got the 60 minute the 90 minute and 120 minute ipa and their whole thing is why they're named that is because they're literally continuously adding hops to the boil um, for uh, like like that entire time period. And they've they developed a special machine for their process that is continue like dropping the proper amount of hops so that there's always hops going into the beer for that entire boil. Craziness. Yeah. So like you know for the 60 it's 60 minutes and the 90 and, that, yep. and then 120 minutes. So that's a pretty crazy process in itself as well. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So back to CES. Um <laughs> We'll start out with CES tonight. I've got a list here of some stuff that some I wanted stuff to talk about. Out. Okay, because I know cool. there's some pretty interesting things coming out. I just can't 
remember any of them. I want to focus a little bit on the weird things, okay? Of course, so there's, yeah. there's some, sure. there's some pretty I mean, strange why, why ones Why wouldn't out we there. talk about like an album? <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out by talking about the, uh, the product, and I want you guys to kind of guess what you think its features will be that make it so revolutionary that it shook the floors oh, of no. CES. All right. Ooh. All right. First one. Now, keep in mind, this is the Consumer Electronics Trade Show. Is that's what the acronym is? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So for this first one is the Omron's Forpheus Ping Pong Playing Robot. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I, I, would, I would believe that it plays ping pong. Actually, no. It acts as a uh, breast pump, believe it or not. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one on the list, actually. The sad thing is, is like I, I don't think that, that would be inaccurate to go and uh, give you guys a picture this thing looks like uh something from war of the worlds like it's it's pretty <laughs> terrifying oh if wow i want to pass that around is it like rob from uh Wait, smash bros or is it worse no nah, it's worse no, you're, you're playing ping pong with our new robot overlords like it what towers it, like, ter- over terminator you, style or what like what the hell is that thing? <laughs> it looks like it would it would take you to a detention camp to dude <laughs> honestly <laughs> though, why would you are being pong. detained why would you want this in your house or anywhere why would you want this anywhere near you I wouldn't want the thing anywhere near me. I think it's terrifying. Could you make that thing turn on by itself? <laughs> ping pong. Start. It's just like destroying you with ping pong balls. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. That's that definitely like something from World Yeah, I don't want that in my house. It's terrifying. I just want to make it clear, oh, though. Weird. I mean, yeah. not all things come from CES into fruition to where you can actually, you know. Work? Where they become like an actual well, consumer product. Hey. Those, those legs. Oh, I see. Like up and down. I uh, yeah, I uh, actually, I don't even think that should have made it a concept. I don't, I don't even think someone should have thought of that. I don't know. I don't know who would want to play with it. I mean, in all honesty, unless you're well, you're like a professional. I think I think better. a damaged person came up with that that concept. <laughs> I mean, then again, you can't really make like a giant smiley face like hover over your table and play ping pong with you. I mean, so I get it. Like you know, people are sitting there like you know being like, what is the scariest robot that when the AI uprising comes? Like, what's the scariest robot that's going to come after you? And this it's like, one. oh, the ping pong playing robot. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's got the most. It's got it's got hand eye coordination. It's the most likely. See, to the kill thing you. is, the thing is, is like with like a like okay, so like he's hitting ping pong balls at you, but when the AI uprising comes, he starts you know spitting out ball bearings and like whipping them at you with a ping pong paddle. <laughs> <laughs> Instant death. Warren for a wild ride guys but uh moving on to the next one uh this is the willow smart breast pump um i didn't know that so that this... plays ping pong that one definitely plays ping <laughs> with pong, your nipples <laughs> this one is a little bit different now i'm gonna go ahead and say what the feature is on this one so actually let's let's kind of talk what do you think would make a smart breast pump i'm guess, i'm gonna go ahead and guess uh, that you get to join like a little hub with a bunch of the people who also have the same breast pump oh kind of like let's die together whenever your phone's well, yeah and it's like you know your phone's up and it's like oh my god like becky's breastfeeding too right now and you call her and she's like <laughs> are you using your pump I'm like yeah girl i'm using my pump it's i wonder if they have just, races and stuff like that yeah, like a racing function it's just milking away my breasts does it have a gps on it as well like, so on a serious yes. note like the only thing that i can imagine it really be doing is making sure it's pumping out a measured amount and just stopping so i mean i think we can all agree that we don't actually know all that much that goes into um i mean what a breast pump is like you know what features you'd want to look for but i mean <laughs> This one apparently is a smart hands-free be- breast pump that allows moms to get on- to get on with their day without being tethered to a wall while they squeeze out the baby's next meal. <laughs> this <laughs> article sentence, is absolutely <laughs> terrible. The uh, two cups uh, simply slip inside a bra, so the wearer is free to roam around, which is kind of cool. Um, and also has a companion iOS Android app to track how much liquid has been collected. Yeah, so you can race. Wow, okay. Um, which is stored inside is a small... You can race? Race. race. No, just- 
You can have I, pump races. I mean, that's smart because it's like you know you don't you don't have to like I, I guess if you're, is it like a backpack like yes. no no it's it looks like it just looks like a couple of cups that you just uh. I mean put into your bra they look like you know like pads like what you yeah but okay, what, where's the batteries yeah, yeah where's the where's the where's the milk being stored after it gets pumped the little got, sack like it goes in like down and dangles on your stomach <laughs> like a, like like a colostomy bag yeah. <laughs> Yes. So I'm saying, like, you know, hey, how's it going? You like, you know, you know, you, you friend tap them, you just punch them up back on accident, <laughs> and just, just train, fucking oh. ruin the baby's oh, next sorry. meal. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to the next one. There's the uh, this is one that you might like, uh, Bobby. I, I definitely the like the. Uh... <laughs> to be honest, I like. What's that noise? Oh, I'm breast. <laughs> my, my boobs right now. Like, I like to hear what the noise of that yeah. machine makes. Is it discreet? Is it loud? Is it obnoxious? It's you know, super loud. Is it discreet? It's like a chainsaw. <laughs> Stop, dude. Stop. I'm sorry for any any breast feeders out there. We're, we're ignorant, man. Any, any mommies out there, definitely. Yeah, we're not this making is, fun of you. This is, we're making fun of the products, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's make this clear. It, no matter what your usage might be, if you're a professional ping pong player that finds that robot important to your career, amen. Go for it, brother. Um, what or if you're system. both? What if you have to breastfeed and use that ping pong thing? I uh... Well, you can. It says you can get on with your day. That's true. Well, on to our next one. Uh, the Jack Jocks, <laughs> the Jacks Jocks Connected Kettlebell. So what this is is basically a kettlebell that is smart. Uh, what... <laughs> Tell me what a kettlebell is. A kettlebell. Oh wait, you're talking about like when you're brewing or oh, oh, no. tea. Like, just like... because you add a, a computer to it doesn't make it smart. Like, so what would okay. we? What, what would so, make this thing smart? What what features boy. would this have that makes it smart? I don't know. It keeps track of how many times you lift. A, a kettlebell. A kettlebell is this weird ass like it's like a weight, weighted ball. Oh, with a, a ball okay. that has a handle. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. But yep. to make that thing smart, like. like, do you just like? Can you pick it up and it's at different weights? Maybe, maybe. maybe I mean, I don't it, know how you'd be able to make like, it would weight have to, change. Well, well, I guess maybe like, it tells it, you if it's you like have the stat flex like, Yeah, I was just like thinking, like, like, can it defy the laws of physics and like while you're holding it, it changes weight? Yeah, it's heavier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember, I remember there was like this old Bowflex thing where it's like you turn a dial and like when you go to pick up your dumbbell. Whatever you set it as is like how much weight you would pick up. Yeah, they still have infomercials for that yeah, on ESPN so, or some shit. Oh, so they had the first smart dumbbell. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe oh, with man. this one, it yeah. was a smart analog dumbbell. <laughs> you had to use the dial, of course. But <laughs> what are the features for this? I don't even know how this would be smart. Yeah, is it, is the only smart thing I could think of is like, well, yeah, maybe it tracks your reps, or maybe it tells you if you're like pulling it straight up, or if you're like, angling. or it's like South Park where it's got like a built-in. Uh, assistant that's like you know cools you, you off and stuff like that too. <laughs> like nice cool off spray. Jesus. Yeah. No. As you'd expect, it, it keeps track of your rep sets okay. and workout time with an app. See, I would argue that's not really smart. Though. No. You just put a clock in it. Yeah. A it, smart is now a marketing term. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. on to the next one. There is the uh, Lobbit companion robot. I'm not going to show you a picture of this. But I want you to go ahead and take a guess. What do you think the features? Wait, this the are what? Be? Companion smart robot. Companion robot. So is this for wow. children no, or, or L O V O T? Oh hell no! I already know what this okay. is. So, I know what this is. It's a sex robot. Ugh. Comes it comes with breast pumps too. <laughs> <laughs> oh Removable be- breast pumps. It's got, it's got interchangeable nipples. <laughs> I want to be completely honest with you. It's actually a cuddly little robot here. It's... Oh, you're screaming, Blake. Oh, damn. 
See, well, it's, it's in a so yeah, that, that's my question. Is this for children or for adults? Good God, what the <laughs> fuck is that? That's worse than the first thing I just saw. That's worse than the robot. Get that out of here. Hell no, man. <laughs> looks like a, like a fucked up Teletubby. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Teletubby. I want to know what the, what the dongle sitting out of its head is. That's, that's kind of strange that there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it might actually be. So the Pepper, <laughs> this companion bot is all about making people feel less lonely. Acting like a little needy puppy. Uh, oh, no. Does the thing move on Love its Bot buzzes around autonomously with its wheels, <laughs> no. batting its fluffy wings no. when it wants to be picked up and so, hugged. So it's like a, Who it's made like a this? Crazy wheel penguin. Uh, Teletubby. Teletubby, yeah. Bro, this, I didn't this, even see the this, wheel. This, 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 wheel feeler, this little feeler like, kind of like point at you and kind of poke you when it wants your attention? Oh, it's a head-mounted camera. It'll recognize you make eye contact with its googly peepers yo shut up if anyone Creepy. buys that Bro, I don't want if anyone buys that from kicking that thing I Bro, <laughs> we couldn't even we couldn't even get past the furby age and it didn't even have eye tracking on it man i mean Dude. come on i'm not down with that at all. that's terrifying no like speaking of things acting like dogs um i was reading something that a guy was trying to use an alligator as his support animal but it's like the alligator was completely Untrainable? No, no. It, what? Like from birth, have been with him. Oh, okay. You can't domesticated. Train an alligator, dude. Domesticated. domesticated? Yeah. Domesticated. Yeah. yeah. And so, well. and he was saying how, yeah, he takes the alligator to <laughs> to old folks' homes to like have it play with them. Oh, okay. Was this in Florida? Weird. Uh, this sounds like a Florida maybe. thing. But of course, also, it's, Florida. it's only like it's only like I think he said like a foot and a half long or something. Like huh. That. You oh. know, I held a I held a foot and a half long alligator in, in in new orleans it was it was fantastic i even kissed the thing dude and then it yeah. pissed on the next girl that held on to it <laughs> i was very happy about that <laughs> got him and bitch he, he even mentioned he said that the alligator acts like a dog like it will come to him when wow. he says its name and it will like uh, lays around with him hmm. and stuff like that that's pretty dope that would be pretty dope i mean i i just gotta make sure you don't have anything on the table that he wants otherwise he's gonna eat half your table man <laughs> next on our list is the somnox sleeping robots now we have what appears to be smart pillows so what do you guys think a smart oh, sleeping robot would so smother you in your sleep i think it's gonna probably, it'll <laughs> in probably the nightmares. It'll, i mean it'll probably just track your time of when you're asleep and if yeah. you, i guess if you snore it might like vibrate to like have you moved <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, like, that's a good idea right like, there. I think there actually is something like that where it's like if you start snoring, your pillow would basically just like, hey, stop doing that. And it'll do something. It'll vibrate on a certain side to make you like roll over in your sleep. I mean, like snoring is not as much the problem as like, you know, <clears throat> if you have like a deviated septum and stuff like that, you'll you could stop breathing. Yeah. True. Then, right, yeah. yeah. Then you got to hope that at, at the time that you're, you know, uh, with somebody so that they can roll you over. Uh, so maybe that's what the maybe that's what the, the pillow does. Um, absolutely not. Um, it actually is, uh, it mimics your breathing motions to help you sleep. I fucking hate what? that. That's, That's weird. terrifying. That's weird. Well, yeah. How does that help you sleep? <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if... I guess it's... <laughs> <laughs> it even replicates the breathing noise. <laughs> then, like, when it's, when it's battery starts dying, the pitch, like, you know, shifts down, so it's like... <laughs> Dude, I would, hate, I, would, I would hate that so much. It's like a yawning pillow. <laughs> Basically, it imitates the uh, rise and fall motion of a slowly breathing chest, which in turn is aimed to relax you and slows your breathing to the same rate, and thus focuses your attention while playing soothing sounds. 
So Wait, it actually has speakers. It has speakers on it Told too. You. Yeah, he's gonna talk to you. Good night, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Time for bed. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like a it looks like a packing peanut a little bit. You know, I mean, it's it's just kind of your run of the mill. At least it doesn't have a weird face on it. <laughs> you, right? you roll it over okay, just like yeah. a smiley with like like it, it's its mouth mimics the breathing too. So. Dude, I would hate that. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one is the Touchpoint Stress Relievers. Um, this, I don't know exactly what the fuck this shit is, dude. It kind of sounds like some weird, like, I don't know, like little massaging, like, nuggets. You're like, oh, a certain point of my back hurts. Just kind of throw it behind you and just kind of, like, roll on it. And it just tracks where it is on your spine and it just kind of rolls up your, your clothes. Or, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and just tell you guys this one, it's a non invasive neuroscientific wearable. So, first off, that it says non invasive, I'm just thinking to myself. <laughs> well, like, like, yeah, that they, that they need to like say that makes you a little bit concerned. It basically. I mean, like an like a Apple Watch is a non invasive. Yeah, but they don't say that, though. Like, <laughs> like when, when, when non invasive is in your marketing. That makes you a little bit concerned. Means the first to the prototype of that. Because you know, you know <laughs> what else? You know what else is non-invasive is appendix surgery. Yeah, or clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Clothes are non-invasive. So I guess it's something that you wear. And in their studies, they said that they did manage to reduce levels of stress on the right frontal lobe. It doesn't tell. It doesn't show where this thing is at. It's just showing data points. I don't know I if be, this I is be, actually installed. It. Yeah, I think they're embedding it. This is this hmm. is embedded tech now. Hmm. And, and embedded it's in you. A wearable. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a uable. It's a uable. It's, it's a plug like this, and you just go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good. Brad, this one's for you, man. This is the Per Song LaviBot Smart Litter Box. So, what can, <laughs> what smart device do you think could make your cat's uh, 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 private moments a little bit uh, easier on yourself? Well, I mean, like, they've already got, like, automatic litter boxes. Self-cleaning like, stuff, know, yeah. True, true. Yeah. Scoop does that it, shit Does up. it, like, spray, like, catnip on their face while they're pooping? Does it make purring? Tells you if your cat is regular. Yeah, does it make purring noises? Well, it, it's basically your same thing where it's, like, uh, it, it cleans the litter box for you. You only have to empty it once uh, or twice or every three weeks. Um, it has an auto-refilling system, so it'll refill the litter as well. Nice. Um, but the weird thing about it is, is that it sends you a text um, whenever your cat goes to the bathroom. I think I've seen <laughs> ones like that. Yeah. Weird. So if you're if you're really interested in your uh, in cats uh, fecal matter uh, matters. Well, the uh, thing cycle. is, the thing is, like you know, we've got three cats here, so like you know, can't tag it'd be like Java just went to the bathroom, Merlin just went to the bathroom. It's like <laughs> yeah, to make sure that they are actually okay and regular. Well, I mean, it's more just like you know, a cat went to the bathroom. I was like, okay, which one? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Maybe they have to have like little uh, NFC like NFC tags or RFID tags on their collars. Uh, mm. I mean, yeah, like the most, rice. If, if you if you adopt a cat from a shelter, yeah, they've got they'll have an RFID chip. Java's got one. Marina's got one too. Um, yeah, we're okay. ready for beer number two. Yeah, yeah, ready. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you're probably gonna win, rinse your glass after this one. This mm. next uh, device, this... also by the way, is my well, absolute favorite. Oh, okay. I will say that. I'll say that uh, you are I don't actually, want any of those things. Brad, you mind if we keep on going with that? Right, Some yeah. of our devices I know, uh, here? I know those devices you mind if we seem... keep on going with the device? I don't think I necessarily want any of those. So the well, next device... You know, weirdly, the, the ping pong one seems good now. In, in light <laughs> yeah, of some of the in other. comparison <laughs> to the rest of them. 
So uh, the next device is is something that I personally really enjoy. I like bathroom uh, electronics. Uh, if you guys want to take a guess of what I'm about to say here, is it, yeah, is it, it is a, a smart the bidet. Color <laughs> Numi 2.0 intelligent toilet. So they swapped out the word smart for intelligent. Oh, wow. Um, so Japan is no stranger to smart toilets because they've had smart toilets well, since the early '80s. A, um, a Gundam You also get to start in the next an- episode of the anime. Yeah, exactly. Well, this will That's kind true, of mimic actually. a lot of those features that you see in the uh, in the in the Japanese uh, smart uh, toilet scene. Um, it comes with built-in surround sound speakers, uh, ambient mood lighting, uh, mode cons of a smart loo. What does that mean? I don't know. Um, it also includes. A heated seat and warm water cleansing. So, yeah, it does have a bidet built in as well. An automatic <laughs> lid opening and closing. But here's where it is different than any other smart toilet out there. It'll be one of the first ones to incorporate Amazon Alexa voice controls. So you can order more toilet paper while you are finishing up your business. I mean, that, that, is I mean, that cool. doesn't help you, though, because, you know, you still get there. You didn't even like you well, haven't no, been but, keeping track. Your toilet history. roll is empty. You're already out of toilet paper. You're and already it at it DefCon Four. Yeah, right it doesn't now. save you like in the, the actual dire you, dire time. You, you just finished off a roll and you reach down and you grab the last one. That's when you're like, okay, smart that's device. okay Order for for a person that has their life together. Sure, but you know you're not always like that. <laughs> well, for the rest like, of us, let's so like the only way this is going to be really useful is if you're in the area where like you've got the the prime now like the one hour delivery. Yeah. So all you got to do is just sit on your toilet for about an hour. And then you'll get, to, you'll get toilet paper. I you think, need to have that and also. You, know, you have to add the note, though, like, come in, doors unlocked. <laughs> well, no, there's that one service now where you, you can get your the, packages. The Amazon, yeah, the Amazon door lock. Yeah, where well, oh, you yeah. can have your packages delivered into the back of your car. So just be like, delivered so into weird. my bathroom is one of the new features. <laughs> it's not to the front door. It's it's to your bathroom first, and then come, they'll deliver it to your fridge. Come around the side of the house and knock on the window. <laughs> I mean, what were you going to say, man? At that point, if you have this toilet in your house already, I'm going to go ahead and assume that your life already is together somewhat. Oh, yeah, if good point. A, if you have a, a smart toilet that can, you know, connect to the internet. This is a very true point. But Brad is still right, though. That would be pretty cool. Just like, hey, man, could you really, really step on it? Like, I got to be somewhere. <laughs> I personally think it's a cool idea. I like I, that one. I'll, like I'll I said, that one. I do like I like I like bathroom utility things. I mean, like it sounds like a very interesting thing, but we do spend. I mean, a good majority of our lives. I would like to see exactly how much time in our lifetimes that we sit we spend on a toilet. I mean, in all honesty, this is a really decent amount. Holy decent, shit! Yeah, decent amount, depending <laughs> on what your diet is. Yeah. All right. Well, for the last uh, <laughs> item right here on our list is the. Uh, Hold up, real, real quick. Bobby, um, judging by your expression, is uh, is this better than Tweak? This is better than Tweak. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. Damn. This is better than Tweak. I, okay, so for context for you listeners, about a week ago, we were at Zach's house, and Brad brought a, a beer over called Tweak. Mm. And I was like, dude, this is like my new favorite beer of all time, but it's like super expensive. Like, if you're, if you're watching, you know, on the Facebook stream, one of these size bottles right here. 13 bucks like no joke and i was like dude mm. but uh the cvs is better than that and i'm i'm impressed 
I don't know what to say right now. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's chocolatey. It's sweet. It's Jesus Christ. It's tasty, yeah. I'll be excited to talk about it. But just to get Fuck. us through this last device, it is the Mui Smart Display. Now, this one was the one that kind of like changed everything. Everything. Um, oh, is that, the, is that the wooden plank? That's right. I did see this. This one's what? really cool. So what, what the Mui Smart Display is is literally a 2 by 4 plank of wood that's meant to be more like an aesthetics thing. So um, if you're part of the uh, the – the Raspberry Pi scene, you know, one of the popular things that you see people make is the uh, smart displays, you know, digital signage-based like stuff. smart mirrors. Smart mirrors, smart uh, whatever you want to – there's a couple other ones on there, too, that you can look up. What this is is that they actually embedded LEDs into the plank of wood, and I read a little bit about this. They embedded it in there, um, coated it with a epoxy on top of it, I believe, and then varnished the epoxy on top. So basically, whenever it's not lit up, it, you don't see anything at all. It just looks like a plank of wood on your wall. But then whenever it's you walk into the house or you touch it or whatever, you just see the display come on from behind. And this is basically um, – it, it, think of it as kind of like your, your nest. You know, Nests are pretty popular now. It acts as, a, uh, as, as kind of a, a thermostat. Um, it accesses your, your Alexa. Um, it can dim and control your lights throughout the house um, and apparently show weather information and also play your voicemails for you from your phone. It's really cool, though. Uh, a lot of people were kind of oh, surprised wow. whenever it came out because people just saw a mounted piece of wood without the display lit up, and then they walked over, and what all of a hell? sudden it would, yeah, it awesome. would just turn on. Yeah, they like, can show you like you know weather and stuff like I that. What the overhead is on that? Like, if it's a lot cheaper to do that, then... Oh, you know, one of the things that I think that I want to try here in the next uh, this year, and I'll, I'll get into this whenever we talk about our, our, our things, I mean, in regards to projects, I think this might be a project that I personally would want to look into because one of the incredible things about it was that it really wasn't necessary. Oh, my gosh. Your cat just walked up underneath me and scared the crap out of me. I just felt <laughs> a cold nose on my hand. But uh, the uh, – the, uh, I, I don't think that it's that difficult to do. I mean, literally, people pour epoxy over uh, tabletops and create their own tables all the time. You know, mm -hmm. so you just have to figure out how to pour epoxy. It's, it's simple varnish. You just need to hollow out the actual display set. You know, so kind of like your. Um, I don't know what the term for it is, but back in the day, whenever they used to do the LEDs, and you'd cut out, you know, basically any possible character there would be. Then you embed the LEDs in there, and then all you have to have is just a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino controller. And do it seven, that way. Like a seven-segment sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I, I thought that that was a super cool um, thing for them to add in. I, I definitely think it's 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 different, and it's something that we're starting to move towards as we move electronics and, and Internet of Things devices into our, uh, into our uh, everyday lives. Making it look pretty is a very important part. Yeah. For sure. But that was the weirdest things that came out at CES this year. So definitely some hot contenders there. My favorite, of course, being uh, the breast pump, the smart breast pump. I think that, <laughs> that one was a uh, a very interesting one. Yeah, you know, I might get one of those. <laughs> Thinking about it. Yeah. So there's that. And then, like, we kind of talked about this a little bit this morning. Um, the uh, the Razor is making a comeback. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, you know, when they make their actual official announcement. But Razor so cell phone, this... by the way. I just want to clarify. Yeah, We're talking about yeah, the yeah, Razor, yeah. like the old flip phone. Okay. So this is different from the other Razor that they're the, – the, the droid Razor? Yeah. This is different. Yeah. So it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the actual old school. Yes. This is Motorola coming out and making a new Razor phone. And Razor it is a smartphone. It's it is still a smartphone. Smart flip phone. 
And I think it's our. I think it's been confirmed that it's using foldable uh, display technology. From Samsung. And uh, of course, yeah. Uh, they've confirmed Stolen the price point of fifteen hundred dollars. That's too much. Craziness. Yeah. No, fifteen hundred. Because like all well, about nostalgia. Well, well, yeah. One thing I'm wondering about is like I saw the the Droid flip phone and I was like, this actually looks pretty cool. Like I don't know if about you guys, but I was looking at that and I was like, I like the concept. I don't know if it came out and I actually got to hold it and see how it feels. It was big enough. I might consider it, but. Now they're bringing back like the original Motorola, like, <laughs> like you know, Razer. I'm like, mm, I had that phone for a little bit. It was cool, but it was I don't know. Everybody the, had the, it. Yeah, you were the cool kid in yeah. class if you had yeah. one. Oh, I guess I was a cool kid. But the thing was, thing kind of sucked because if, if you left it in your pocket for too long and you kind of like sat on it wrong, the number pad it was like just a metal sheet, so it would just bend up. Yeah. So, like, know. whenever you try to type on it after it got bent, you would hit, like, three or four different numbers at once. Ah, uh, the original bending phone. <laughs> yeah, and it was old, the old-school texting, so, you know. T9, man. Well, like, you know, Jesus. around the time yeah. when, like, when, when the Razer was, like, at the height of its popularity, all I had was, like, a little candy bar phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that, and then I About the size on. of a Snickers. Yeah, I moved on, and I, I had a sidekick for a little bit, and that kind of sucked. Sidekick, you know, it was that entry. Those sidekicks. It was yeah. the entry. It was whenever feature phones were still a thing because you still yeah, had a differentiation yeah. between feature phones, which didn't require the data plan, and smartphones, which in the day did require data yeah, plans. Special of some data plan. Y'all remember that little flip phone that was like this big? Yeah. The uh, fuck. What kind of, what, oh shit! What Are you talking brand? about the one that I was for, the in? in uh, it wasn't it in like Zoolander. Whenever he like. Or no, well, Saturday Night Live. I think that's like what they were making of fun of it. But like, it was a, it was a real phone. Like, yeah, folded it up. Big. It was like about this big. Uh, unfolded mm. is about like is about like this big. Is like like this wide. It was seriously that tiny. Like, I, I don't know the brand of it. Otherwise, I'd look it up. But like, it was obviously like geared towards um, women at the time, uh, just because like the way that it was like you know kind of shiny and shit. Uh, but yeah, I just remember that being like, yeah, you might have a picture yeah. out there. Or is it's that the like Razer? Old singular phone or something. The yeah, back when singular was the, the thing. Fantech? That's uh, the one. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Little Wait, tiny ass. Thing. I do I remember do that. That, one. that picture yeah. doesn't even like do justice. Like how small that thing was, though. <laughs> Man, if you go back and you look at those old phones, because I mean, I still have a couple of them lying around like, and like, stuff oh, like that. I think my mom had this phone. Because like back then, it was all about like how small could we make the cell phone? Right. And yeah. Now we're like, Smaller, how big yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting foldable ones. We're basically going to be folding out the size of <laughs> now, actual tablets. Yeah. Now we can uh-huh. take an iPad, fold it. <laughs> like you know, yeah. you know how you have like a piece of paper and you fold it up so it fits like in your back pocket. Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing. Now. Like now with your phone. I don't mind it though. I mean, in all honesty, I don't buy any tablets because of the fact that I I just don't see a point in them. I just don't see tablets as being like as pertinent considering well, that for Android, sure. Well, I mean, even for iOS. Okay, well, listen. The, the thing that I've got an issue with is that I just don't see a point in having two devices whenever Android devices yeah. already have, you know, a lot of them have larger displays already. You can get an 8-inch, you know. Or is the Note ten, 8 inches, 7 inches? How big is that thing? The Note now? 8, this is uh, five and a half. Five, I think it's like I think it's 5.5. I used to have the um, – I had the uh, – not the Dell one, but I had the original uh, uh, Galaxy Note uh, before it was released in America. I had ordered it and had it shipped here, 
and did a bunch of like little things to get it to run on AT&T. And I remember people making fun of me for it. I still have that original note too. I remember. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, people used to make fun of me for that because they were like, man, you're carrying around a TV. And I worked at Best Buy at the time <laughs> too. Well, that's so what, like phablets like, were like a new thing. Yeah, phablets yeah. is what they called it. And people over in the TV department would walk by with like a 36 inch. be like, hey, Zach, I found your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the thing was, is that I was sitting there and I was like, this is the future. You don't even know. <laughs> and lo and behold. <laughs> Shut up, you guys. <laughs> yeah, like now even, I guess the base model X is like. It's 4.7. Yeah, which is way bigger than like what the iPhone. Well, okay, so so right, the original yeah, yeah. the original Galaxy Note was five inches. Yeah, that and was like the Note Two. I think is what when it was five and a half. Yeah, and, and like, I got the Note like, Two still. That's like been the biggest since then. I think there's some phones that like went up to six inches, but I've never seen like a phone bigger than six inches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Two. Well, and I think the reason why it's become a little bit more popular now is that you have miniaturization of the uh, of certain. Excuse me, components. And another thing, too, is that they first off remove the bottom. There's no more physical buttons really anymore on any devices. And now we're getting to the point to where I think this next generation, we won't have um, uh, cameras or any kind of speakers um, that act as notches anymore. So now it'll just be yeah. edge to edge yeah. well, screen on all sides. Visible at least. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Everyone's it'll be chasing all on the a, screen. Everyone's chasing the their, their patents for, for a bezel-less Pixel Four, at least that's what everybody's hoping. Could you, I'm hoping for it too because I actually really, really hate the notch on the Pixel Three. Yes, that's yeah. why. Is I it really it. that bad? Well, oh, no. Okay, so like, okay, here's the thing. I had an iPhone X. Yeah. I had the first notch. Uh, I, I was completely okay with it. Yeah. It disappeared into my mind and everything like that. I never had a problem with it. Uh-huh. Like that was me. I saw the Pixel Three XL's notch. Like it's so small that I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> Well, the Pixel that? 3's notch is bigger than the uh, the Pixel 3's notch is bigger than the iPhone's no, notch was. No, it was deeper. It went down. Okay, deeper, deeper sure. But what I'm talking about width. Width. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's very narrow compared to what the uh, iPhone X is, and I think that's why I see it so much. You Probably, see the essential yeah. phone; it's literally and then just it's like a little face. Yeah, yeah, like it's got yeah, two a, eye cameras and a little speaker mouth. Well, see, there's yeah, a phone now. That's the other thing people are talking about. It's called the hole punch. Yeah, I was about to say that. Literally, they've they got the little hole punch in there now for your camera. So yeah, yeah that's screen. the essential phone uh, is that, that is doing one? that right now. Um, I essential. Don't know. I'd have to see that. I feel like I would, wouldn't mind that as much. That no, so you're. Th- I think you're thinking of um, OnePlus. OnePlus. So OnePlus is still around. OnePlus is actually going to try to do a full face phone as well. Um, but the thing is, is that a lot of these patents that you need for like the speaker and stuff, under screen speaker, thumbprint readers, stuff like that are currently filed with Samsung. So I don't think anybody else has gotten a good solution for it. Uh, but you know, they started Huawei or Huawei and, uh, it's my way or the Huawei and, uh, (laughs) essential, they started doing the, uh, they started doing the, uh, the hole punch or, you know, like the, the, the little thumb looking thing where it's just the camera. And um, I, I don't I don't think people like that one either though. I think really uh, they're all holdoffs until we finally get screen to screen displays. Well, I mean, people yeah. are still buying these phones. Oh right? yeah, I mean, well, because people want to have the latest and greatest. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know anybody. Yeah, there's YouTubers. You <laughs> we just, don't know anybody. Their only job is to, to wait. review these things. So. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, as far as I know, it's still like you know a good piece of tech and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just, absolutely. You know. I mean, because for me, it's like I don't plan on getting rid of this phone. Until, like, I don't know, much, much later. Because, like, I held on to my Note 5 for, what, three, four iterations? And then I was like, okay, it's time to upgrade. 
Yeah, you've been talking about upgrading for, yeah, a, couple for years. a while. Mm-hmm. Essential was founded by Andy Rubin, which is one of the creators of Android. He also made the Rubin. Uh, that's uh, the uh, that's Android essential coincidence. <laughs> yeah, the essential. Yeah, essentials. Essentials team though, and they built a great phone. Um, but whenever they released their first iteration of the essential phone, I believe that was last year. It was um, still if, slower than the Pixel Two. It fell on it fell on uh, on hard times because the thing was is that it was ex- it was more expensive, and it also wasn't as well optimized as like you said the Pixel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that just goes to show you'll see that even with OnePlus, OnePlus is ran by the Cyanogen crew or Canonical. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it is. It's the it was the guys who were the most popular ROM makers back in the day on XDA forums. Probably Cyanogen, then. And um, what happened was was that they, uh, you know, they started the OnePlus phone and everything, and they, you know they do a great job with their updates because I mean they're software developers first, and then hardware engineers basically second. And what it comes down to still is that nobody will be able to beat the purity, the speed, the optimization of a uh, of a Pixel phone running on well, pure Android. Man, phone screening has been saving my butt. I don't know how many <laughs> like calls that y'all been getting from yeah. robocallers, yeah, but that I, thing I, is I saving me. Screening. Like you know, it, it does this like a little opening spiel, and then they hang it up immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so Man, much. Man, I want that. <laughs> Upgrade. Join the Pixel crew. Uh, I will maybe join maybe when the next iteration comes out. Except Bobby. Really? Yeah, yeah oh, dude. I yep. am the black one here, so. Yeah. Oh my. God. <laughs> All right, so... On to the next topic. Yeah, what else we got? Right now, we are also going to be talking about our New Year's resolutions. Now, I can't remember. Did we already talk about this a little bit on the last show? We were talking about, uh, I think, our Christmas wishes. Yeah, I think we were talking about what stuff we wanted for okay, Christmas. Okay, so we did or... not... Okay, because I don't even remember... I mean, a uh, year ago, we talked about New Year's resolutions. Does everybody remember <laughs> their resolutions from then? No. I don't. Okay, oh, I actually do vaguely, because it's just, uh, something that I, I don't really do resolutions. So it's, it's like yeah, me neither. So yeah. like I, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you y'all go first. I got to think about my resolution. Well, my resolution, I, 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 this is the first year that I decided I was going to actually do a resolution. But we did it last year. Well, I mean, I was just bringing something up for the cast. I mean, I wasn't actually doing it. Come on. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, I, I think this year my my goals were to uh, to uh, one be more organized. It's been something that I told you guys already at one of our previous meetings, and then um, you know. I'm I'm learning how to speak Spanish, like actually speak Spanish too. After our trip, I went to we went to Mexico um, over Christmas break, and it really I learned a lot just being there for ten days. And I uh, I was like, dude, I just gotta I just gotta buckle down and learn it. So I started doing that, and that's been absolutely a, a joy to go through and do. And then also my other biggest thing is my projects. I wanna I wanna work on that board specifically. That one for CES, I want to build one of those for my house because that's like learning how to do woodworking and also learning how to do <laughs> embedded electronics, essentially, at that that's point. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I actually do have some stuff that I uh, want to do this year. Um, and the main thing that the reason that I never really did resolutions is because I feel like I'm always trying to get better at stuff that I'm already doing. Uh, so that's the thing. Yeah, so, you're constantly improving yourself. Why do you have to, like, you know, make yeah, a big one yeah, at the beginning of the year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it, one way that this reflects is I recently started doing some photography stuff and getting into that. So, I want to get better at that. That's a thing. So, basically, take more pictures, get better at that. Uh, the other things that I'm working on are reading more books. 
I've been like so bad about reading books. <laughs> yeah, same. So I've actually decided to get really aggressive about it and try to read like a book a week. I'm Damn. almost done Damn, with dude. the book that I'm reading now, so I'm I'm well well there <laughs> on nice. that one. But we'll see if that actually happens. It might end up not being that many. That really, is so. ambitious. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I saw this idea of just like a kind of a thing to do, um, like once a week, is to just like fast from the internet if that makes sense just don't go on the internet for 24 hours a day smart man like just one one day out of the week does does that does that include using your google home um i think it's the spirit of it is like really looking at a screen i think is how i kind of take it so you're not going to go hardcore mode (laughs) you're not going to use those light switches hold up everybody my phone updated and i have read receipts on text now Ooh, yeah nice oh wait no way yeah i have it now i don't have it (laughs) me neither Man. Although I really only text, like I talk to you guys in Slack. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so then it's like, <laughs> I don't text people. <laughs> in my Kayla, younger years, Kayla has an iPhone, so <laughs> texting is dumb. <laughs> anyway, that's all. That's all I had. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Uh, my resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have quite a few. So, um, my brother bought me like a badass um, MIDI controller, mm. uh, which you guys have all seen. Uh, for I guess my birthday and Christmas, so I went and changed my SoundCloud and or revamped my SoundCloud, and so my goal is to try and release like six songs this year. And so I already have one up. Um, so yeah, and, I, and I'm working on song two right now. Excellent. Yeah, I think the first two are going to be low five, but for the third one, I'm thinking I might try to go like more EDM. But hmm. we'll see how it goes. Um, Another one was I, I really want to get something mobile out for uh, for a slip bit. So I think we have a game plan in motion for that. We do. Um, not sure what else do I have? Um, I'm carrying over my same one from last year, which I kind of failed at, which was... Uh, 10 plus? No, no, no. Um, don't buy a new game until I finish the one I'm currently that's definitely one that I'm, I'm keeping as a silent resolution to finishing your backlog is definitely yeah, step like, one don't, don't, like what will happen is like oh I'll see something on sale but then it's like I buy it and, I, and then I never end up really playing it so it's hey, same. I'm, I'm trying to like save money by not just wasting my money and buying or I'll, like, I'll buy something when it comes out and then I don't get to it but until it's like fifteen dollars, like well, shit. If I had waited, I mean, if you don't buy it when it's on sale, then Xbox you're just wasting money. Yeah, I mean, I, point is, is I, I just don't want to. I don't want to spend money on games unless I'm actually going to sit down and play it. I feel so, that. Like, right now, I'm working on Spider-Man stuff. And the, then, the first one on the PS1. PS4. Oh, okay, cool. That one's better. Um, and so <laughs> I guess along with that. Resolution is I am actually keeping track of every video game that I play this year. Nice. And so yeah, I I, I found someone else's like sheet, and theirs had a whole bunch. Of, their Google Doc, they had a whole bunch of shit on, and I deleted stuff I didn't like. But yeah, like basically, I keep track of um, how many hours I play, the cost of it per hour. Um, if it's DLC or not, at the completion rating, and so all, the, and then when the last time I played it was, so yeah. Basically, by the end of the year, I'll have this like awesome stat sheet of basically all my video game playing. You know what's really messed up? Now that you mentioned like number of games you completed mm-hmm. for this year, I just realized I've already completed three this year. 
Damn, dude. Fuck me, dude. What the hell was I doing? I'm almost... No, I'm like halfway through Golf Story for the third time. Nice. Dude, I'm, I'm <laughs> playing... I've <laughs> played the fucking DLC Legend of Zelda for a while. But, but I haven't either, dude. Golf Story is such a cat... Oh, no! Facebook live! <laughs> Goodbye, Facebook. Are we still live? Yeah. Yes. So, uh... Catastrophe. All, all of our viewers got a great view of our uh, floor. So, yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, but like, uh, like, golf story is such a casual enough game that like, just like when I'm just laying there in bed, I can pick it up and play it a little bit real quick. I don't have to like commit to it, think about it too much. It's just nice, dude. Relaxing. Thing. Yeah. I'm doing that while watching through uh, Parks and Rec right now. That is like my go-to is playing that because I mean you get tired of a uh, you get tired of a uh, uh, Stardew Valley after a little while too, which is the other big thing. I think that we can all kind of agree on uh, making sure that we. We finish playing with our toys before buying a new what toy. What the hell's Golf Story? Yeah. Uh, it, golf Story is a golf RPG on the Switch. It's like 2D top-down RPG. Huh. So, like, you know, it's, it's an RPG. But, like, you know, instead of, like, going and fighting monsters, you're just playing golf. That's it's cool. really fun. I do actually want to go ahead and say, too, another one of my resolutions is to get into golf and learn how to play golf. Yeah, we're going to do that. I would have said let's go this weekend to the range, but it's supposed to be stupid cold. No, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> like like what we were saying, too, and like what Scott was saying, I think it's kind of all of our goals to to uh, uh, continue to grow Beers in the Round Table and Flip It, and tomorrow we're doing Flip It work. Oh, you that's know, right. right after this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bobby, did you do wait, I, I oh, I'm sorry. Scott's still got some. Yeah, Scott's still got Not to cut, cut you off. <laughs> and then <laughs> I have on there, which I'm currently in the process of, is finish my first gallon of mead. Mm. Um, nice, nice. And then I guess to go along with that and kind of, with, I'm on Joseph's boat of, I really haven't read anything in a while, and that mead book I got for um, our uh, Secret Santa, um, yeah, it, it's to try and read six books throughout the year. So nice. I think I'm like a few chapters into the mead book already. So. Man, you're such a slacker. Get on Joseph's level. One, <laughs> one book a week. Not, Dude, you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. I get you. <laughs> this book I'm reading, though, I would recommend it to all of you. It's called Algorithms to Live By. And it's just this guy. He's, he's talking about, like, you know, different algorithms that you've learned when you were in school and stuff and how they may apply to, like, your decision making hmm. or, uh, you know, like, when should you park? Like, yeah. if the parking lot's really full, or uh, just stuff like that. Yeah, I always remember um, the. <laughs> unfortunately, the second time I took data structures, um, the professor I had was actually one of my lab mates at the time, um, Marty uh, O'Neill. Yeah, Marty O'Neill. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, the he's one really cool that, that got the uh, application to Google. Maybe. The, no, he got hit up by the Google uh, no, surprise no, no, no. application. That was, yeah, that was a different guy. Gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, he was my professor, and like he was he was talking about the uh, you know bubble sorting algorithm, and like you know <laughs> he plays he plays trombone, and it was actually really cool. I got to see him play trombone with like a Louisiana jazz band when we were down there for wow. a supercomputing conference, and he's good. Wow, and like that was really cool. But uh, he was saying like you know when, when like you know he would play it, he was like he's like oh say like you know. I dropped all my music on the floor and I've got it all nice and numbered. And he's talking about, it. he's like, you know, the efficient way to do it is to sit there and, you know, actually bubble sort it <laughs> to get his music back in order and put it back into his binder. Nice. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the book Smart. talks about sorting a little yeah. bit. Smart. Nice. It, uh, nice. it, what it has to say about sorting is first evaluate if you actually really need, need to sort it. Like, <laughs> if it's your bookshelf, you can scan faster with your eyes and the amount of time it's going to take you to sort it physically. So maybe it's not worth it, but yeah. 
Yeah, just a lot of little nuggets of wisdom and things to think right. about. Bobby, um, the, 11 year, chapters. Yeah. the year is 2019. What do you do? What do you do? Well, I guess I had a couple resolutions. Uh, getting a new jo- I'm taking a new job with UNT now, and I'm stepping away from development a little bit, which kind of sucks. And I knew that was a possibility going into this year. Um, so one of my resolutions is to try to stay – I want to finish – I want to stay active with all of the coding uh, – the coding challenges, like Code Wars and stuff like that, I want to get through free Code Camps curriculum. Mm-hmm. I also have a bunch of courses on just not just coding, but on a bunch of stuff on Udemy that I never use. Like, I always be like, this is a great deal. So it's kind of like what Scott was talking about with video games where you see a deal and you'll buy it. And then I have never actually watched or gone through a course yep. or something like that. I'm like, well, I need to stop doing that because I'm just wasting money at that point. So for me, it's to stay up to date um, and just – Keep, you know, working on dev work. Keep doing those courses. Uh, I also do want to try to get at least two security uh, certificates for uh, certificate certificates, certifications for this year. And um, I guess the last biggest one for me would be I need to lose some weight. I'm too big. Yeah, I have, I have lose weight on mine as well. It sucks. I wasn't going to say it, but. Because yeah. <laughs> I went to, I had a physical like last Friday and I was like, oh, I'm like probably 225 230 he's like no nah, man you're 240 and i was like oh jesus like i want to like slim down a little bit I'm but too like big. isn't that like all muscle i guess yeah most of it is but i still want to slim down because like i'm just like it was kind of weird like i got into my old myspace yeah account and i was looking how like slim i was i was like oh i wasn't really like that built that back things back things i didn't work out right but i was like dude like i got big really fast and then, like now i'm like a lot of my clothes don't fit like i have to keep <laughs> buying new clothes Whatever, and I'm just that's like, expensive, yeah, I can't, dude. Yeah, I can't fit in a lot of my like my old clothes anymore. I'm like, this kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So I do want to slim down a little bit. So it might be weird because I'll be like, skinny boy, Bob, like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, hey, for that, me, that, that, that that picture I, I always keep seeing of you from like years ago. Whenever he's like smiling, <laughs> like, just like real thin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really tiny. Um, so I definitely want to slim down. I want to keep up with you know dev stuff because I'm going to be stepping away from that a little bit with this new job, and. Uh, that's pretty much it, to be honest. I didn't get those two. Uh, I just want to, you know, finally actually sit down and go through some of these courses that I've had just, like, on the backlog just for, for forever. I just want to really improve myself this this year, for sure. 2019, year of positivity. Yeah, and stay positive. That's one thing, too, because I, yeah. I notice that sometimes I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm a realist, and it's kind of like that negative realism. Like, oh, man, it's just going to go terrible, <laughs> you know? And everyone's like, dude, you're pretty, like, you're, you're like you're pretty negative, Mike. Oh man, damn, I kind of am. So I want to see a little bit more positive this year. But that's, that's it for me. Brad, okay. what do you want to do, dude? I've got two. Dope. Uh, one is to uh, earn a medal this year in a homebrew competition. Hell yeah! Ooh. All right. Uh, so as I told y'all before the cast started, I dropped off my first entries into my first ever homebrew competition yeah, yesterday. Uh, I've put in three entries. Um, uh, the Belgian triple that I've got on tap right now, um, the Imperial Stout, the Bears are, uh, and uh, the Angry Bear Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. So all three of those um, are waiting to be judged. We'll hear back in March to see like what happened there. And we'll have a special cast for that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I've got fermenting right now because I picked up a new toy, um, uh, the Robo Brew. And I did. Uh, I brewed a pale ale on that this week. Uh, like I told you guys, that brew day did not go very well. 
uh, but uh, I added some sugar to get it to where it needed to be. Uh, so we'll see what comes out of it. If it if it tastes nice, I might enter that as well, like right before the the deadline. But we'll we'll see what happens there. So yeah, definitely want to see if I can get a medal in like some sort of category this year nice. and some sort of competition. Uh, <clears throat> then second uh, goal is to uh, get down to so. Like, yeah, I picked up golf at the end of last year, mm. and, um, like, if I play 18 holes, I think my average right now is about, like, 140, which is, like, really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I played with my dad right before the end of the year, and, like, and he hadn't played probably in as long as I had before I started playing regularly, and he scored a 110. And so I want to start – I want to at least get to that level this year, see if I can get down to that where, like, I was just like, hey, Dad, let's go play golf. And he's like, all right, yeah, sure. He's like, man, I haven't played in forever, so I'm probably going to play pretty bad. It's like, okay, it's okay, Dad. And, like, he beat the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I want to try and get to, get, get to that level. At least you're out there on the green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Cool. Well, beautiful, guys. Yeah. This is, sounds like a really great lineup. Yeah. Oh. Things. What? I forgot one of mine. What what is it, Bobby? To Tell box, me more. To box more. To oh. box more. Oh yeah. Box box. Because I found box, out like I have uh, uh, I guess. What, 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 do you, what are you putting in boxes? <laughs> boxing. All like, kinds of things. So what, what are you boxing? The 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 heavy bag. I think and he's <laughs> talking about your beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found out that actually I have like a lot of family who were boxers, and I had no idea until or I knew a little bit about one of them from like a couple years back. But I found out I have like three more, and I was like, oh, okay, well maybe I should probably. I don't want to do it comp- like competitively. Like I don't want to go pro because I'm too yeah. old for that. <laughs> I think, but um, yeah, that's another thing too. All right. Um, I don't know. Let's go ahead and bring it back to the beers. Uh, so, okay, first we'll come back around and do like a quick like you know one out of ten out of each beers. But I just want to I want to go around. Okay, remember the three beers we had tonight. One is number one. The other is number three, and the other is number five. So okay. I just want to go around real quick. Rate them one, three, five. Which one is which, Zach? Heady Topper number one. The uh, founder CBS is going to be number three, and Two Hearted Ale number two. Number wait, five. one, three, five. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so CBS th- uh, five, and then Two Hearted Ale two, and then Heady Topper number one. Man. All right, uh, Joseph. I think the CBS is one. Heady Topper is three. Two Hearted five. All right, uh, Scott. I think Heady Topper one. CBS. Five. All right. And Bobby? Man. This is definitely personal preference, but I think CBS was one. Hedy Topper is... I think, actually, Too Hard is, is, is three, and then Hedy Topper is five. All right. So you three would have been right last year. Uh, <laughs> as far as Hedy Topper being number one, it was unseated. What? Hedy Topper was number one for a few years. And it's been unseated. Wow. Y'all are going to be really shocked. Two Hearted Ale is number one. Two Hearted Ale is number one. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. Weird. I can see okay. it. I, and, and like for me, I attribute it huh. to like being just extremely drinkable. 
Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm drinking it. It's just, it's something that I could probably yeah. crush if I need to. I started drinking. I'm already halfway done with this before I even finished my uh, CBS. I, I, I enjoyed the CBS, man, but that was, that's a heavy fucking beer. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, CBS is super that's, heavy. That's most, like, like thing for Yeah, like reference. to me, like to, to, to justify it, like, you know, too hard is just something that I can like drink really easily. It's got a really good flavor to it. Like to me, yeah, it's definitely like, I'm going to agree with you guys. It's, it's not my favorite of the three, but it's like. It's it's like get like such a great flavor, but I can get it down a lot. Yeah, I uh, see so that. it is know. very drinkable. It's yeah. solid. I, I feel like this one is probably the least interesting one of all three of them, though. I'd agree. Yes, yeah. it kind of makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. it's beer, and like this though? this is this is a year round <laughs> beer for these guys. It's not even like you know a special seasonal or anything like that. Right. It's just like you know one of their like. Yeah, you know, I would see it. Like I've seen it like year round. I'm like, yeah, okay, like 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 as soon as bells started. Excuse me. Coming to Texas a couple years ago, like that was one of the things that you saw all the time. Huh. Um, so number three is uh, Hetty Topper. Mm-hmm. I will say though, uh, with the Two Hearted Ale, uh, although we're saying that it, it, it tasted average, that was the last six pack at um, Total Wine. It's, like, a, it, it's definitely a popular. Beer they then, had you know? just gotten done. Like every everything else was in full stock in that section, except for Two Hearted Ale for some reason. I I, I personally never heard of it. Yeah. So yeah, Hetty Topper's number three. Like I said, for for a while it was number one. Um, number one in our hearts. Yeah. So like you know, it's definitely my favorite. Um, it's a good stuff there, and obviously CBS is number five. Uh, CBS like, and I did give it away a little bit earlier when I said well, that yeah, it's like exactly. it's two down, so the only one it could have been. Well, he said he said that it was yeah. it was made from uh, maple barrels, right? It's so aged maple in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Yeah, so maple has five letters in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I said that at the very beginning. All of our listeners, please rewind. I <laughs> mention it at the beginning of the cast. So yeah, I mean, obviously, like you know, I would definitely structure the list a little bit differently. But the, you know, this is this is the list they um, uh, you know put together also number five i think had three beers tied at number five really yeah so like you know if we go out and you know pull the official list at some point um you know that's like you know um let's let's go ahead and start with the reviews uh and i'll I'll pull up that list real quick so zach do heady topper first just do heady Heady topper solid eight i liked it i'm not a fan of ipas necessarily like i like them but they're not my go-to for uh a beer um, that one was welcoming. That one was was completely um, enjoyable, and in my own personal preference on that one right there. And as I said before, it felt like getting kicked with a uh, with some fresh clippings on a summer day, man. And uh, but in a good way, in yeah. a good way. It was like uh, I was kicked with a guy wearing some pillow uh, slippers or something <laughs> like that. Um, in regards to two hearted ale, two hearted ale. Wait, okay. We're going to, we're going to go around and before, oh, yeah, we're going to do one at a time. And before you go, Joseph, um, uh, I was okay. So there is three tied for number five. But I was wrong about KBS. KBS is actually tied at number five with CBS oh. and uh, also Sierra Nevada's pale ale, which I haven't had in several oh, years. God. Uh, so I can't even really comment that on that five? one. Dude, how's uh, yeah. that number five? Dude? Yeah. Uh, Sierra Nevada pale yeah. ale is tied at number five with CBS and KBS. Um and number two, just in case anybody's curious, is uh, Russian River's Pliny the Elder, which comes from California. Hey, that one's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've I've had it before. Have you had you've had Pliny the Elder? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it once and it was pretty good. Um, but Heady Topper, in my opinion, is leagues ahead. Uh, number four being Bell's Hop Slam, which we had here on the cast um a while back. Yeah, and that one's really good. So, uh, Joseph, go ahead. Uh, Heady uh, Topper. Topper, oh, so good. I think I'm just going to give it a nine and a half, really. It was my favorite one of the night, honestly. Yeah. Uh, with CBS close behind. 
Um, yeah, really good. You got the, all the really nice aromas. You got the, the good, delicious flavor. You know, it's not too, uh, I don't know, it's not too bitter. It's really approachable, very explosive in its flavor, very explosive in its aroma, and I, those are all things that I like. For sure. Yeah. Scott? Uh, yeah, I'd give Heavy Topper a 9.5. I think that is, I mean, you said it was, was it the first? IPA? Basically, they, they they started the trend of the New England IPA. Okay. I, like, I that is what an IPA should taste like. <laughs> I mean, like all these other ones, just they're just garbage tier compared to this. Yeah, thing. like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's like if if that is what I had for every IPA, like I can understand how the craft beer scene got so popular so quickly. And right, IPAs got so popular. Yeah, Bobby. Um, I'd also probably give it. I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, it was, it was still bitter, but like I think the flavor kind of canceled canceled out the bitterness a little bit. It was really really good. Uh, like like everyone's been saying, the aroma was really strong. Uh, but it's I think that's probably like the like I don't know the most drinkable IPA that I've ever encountered. Now I, really I, I want to say that Bobby, you got the the end of the can, right? I did get the end of the can. So one thing that you probably had that nobody else had is that in this particular can, there's a lot of hop resin yep. that does settle to the bottom. That's what I got. So you probably got that. That's why you might have had it a little bit more bitter than the rest of us. It was a little bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, this is kind of <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, but taste wise, it was good. Like the aroma, it was it was really strong. Like I didn't expect it to be that strong, but yeah, I'll agree with Scott with saying this is how an IPA should taste. So it gets a nine in my book. I would drink it again. Uh, that's just that's just a good ass beer. Yeah. All right. Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So like right. you know I'm gonna go like like it's it's just just short of perfect in my books nine point seven five out of ten. Um. Uh. But like you know definitely my favorite IPA I've ever had. Um. And like you said something that made me think of something else earlier. Um. Yeah. What was it that you were saying? Because uh, I wanted to touch on it. This the way it should be? The first IPA? Uh, New England? Yeah, it's like they started the trend of New England IPAs. I don't know. There's something that you said. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, because they started the trend of New England IPAs. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, now, like, in Texas, we have a lot of breweries around here that are trying to make their version of New England IPA. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, nobody can get it right. Nobody mm-hmm. can get close to, like, Heady Topper. Because, like, I had Heady Topper right before a lot of the Texas breweries started trying to push their own version of it. Right. And I kept, like, everybody was like, okay, we got a New England IPA. It's like, okay, great. I want to try it. Nobody can get it close to, like, what this is like. And I Why had, is that? Like, I, I'm... I'm trying to figure that out myself. Well, would it be because of the unique way that they make this one? Uh, there's probably something to do with it. Cause like, okay, so here's the other thing is the brewery that I visited in Vermont. They don't, um, uh, the alchemist has two breweries. They do not make heady topper at the one that I was at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they only make it at the original brewery. And part of it is because they're too scared to, to make it at the new brewery. They don't want to mess with it because this is perfection in their in their minds. This is what you know made them famous. This is what's you know making them as popular as they are. They don't want to mess with it. They don't want to even try to do it at the other brewery, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really interesting. But I had a lot of different Vermont breweries while I was out there, and like you know just also some other breweries from the New England area, and they all had just these really hyper smooth IPAs that just can't like Texas just can't compete with it. 
And mm. I don't know if it's something to do with the water, something like that, some some secret hot technique that they're just not sharing with anybody else, like what it is. But like I've just not had – I've had some good Texas IPAs. I'm not saying that Texas is just shit at IPAs, but I've just never had a Texas IPA that can compare to what I've had in New England. Hmm. That's there's, very interesting. There's just hear. something about it. And like um, like something I was like kind of trying uh, – like, like telling Kara that I just – like I don't want to like you know try to like be like oh like you know I'm better than everybody but like when I've made like you know grizzly green bear, like when I had tasted heady topper again when I was at, like for the first time in Vermont I was like grizzly green bear is the closest to this that I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean in all honesty, that's one of the few IPAs that I have no problem drinking. Mm-hmm. So like you know I don't I don't know like you know what the difference is really there or is like you know maybe it is partly the yeast and the brewers down here in Texas aren't using like you know that Conan yeast, but you know. Something about it. I mean, do do we know exactly what yeast they're using, or is it completely their own that they've made? It is their proprietary strain that they've labeled as the Conan strain. Okay. There's some commercial um, companies that you know sell yeast, like you know what that's what they sell is yeast that claim that they're selling uh, strains that are similar or the same strain, but we can't know that for sure. When I did the Grizzly Green Bear, I was for sure using their yeast because right, I built it right, from their can. Um, so, you know, but the other thing is, is like, you know, breweries here. So what's to st- – I'm sorry. No, what's what's to stop you from uh, going through and taking the yeast from a can of that and just making your own batch, like having an incubation uh, system? Nothing will stop them from doing that. And there was a brewery in Louisville that actually did that for a little bit. I never got to try the beers that had that particular yeast in it, and they've since closed. Uh, but so they, 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 they did it. I, I, like, I don't think that's why they closed. But well, like, it, it just goes to show that maybe the beer wasn't exactly – there was something more than just the yeast. And, 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 Where did you say that was right? Louisville. Like Texas? Yeah, Louisville, Texas. Oh, that, yeah, and like, you know, water there. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. But like, like here, here's the other thing is, is, like, is that like breweries will like either, either pick one yeast strain and use just that yeast strain or develop a house yeast strain and only use that yeast strain and what it typically boils down to is cost. It's it's not easy for a brewery to keep a bunch of different yeast strains around uh, like it is for a home brewer to just pick a different yeast for every beer that that they're doing. A lot of times a brewery will just pick one yeast strain and stick to it because that's what's cost effective for them. So uh, that could be part of it. It's like maybe maybe it is the yeast. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so let's uh, let's keep moving. Uh, CBS Zach. CBS. Uh, CBS was not necessarily my favorite. Super chocolatey, super heavy. Um, I, I mean, I understand the style, and it was definitely good for the style and everything, but in regards to my book, it's nothing extremely special. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6.5 there. <laughs> All right. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. It's rich, I guess. You could, that, that's how I kind of tend to want to describe it, is, as being rich in its uh, flavor and, and – uh, alcohol content and all that good stuff uh so i i kind of want to give it like an eight a good old eight 11.6 abb by the way yeah wow that is probably my favorite beer that we had tonight all right um, and i mean it just hit all the notes like i liked the chocolateness of it i liked the alcohol of it um <laughs> yeah i mean I, I like i really wish we had done two-hearted ale first just because mm. it in my opinion was the least impressive and especially the least impressive Do you, so you, 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 you felt like you finished it. on a low note well it's just <laughs> like 
like to me like sit, sit. whenever you well, land I'll, I'll a, get to it when I talk to him about it. Whenever <laughs> I land a plane, you don't just nose dive it into the yeah. ground. You have to come down, dude. And, and I, and, and I it's coming for general, a landing. I mean, in general, you want to yeah. end with a a darker, heavier beer like that. And I don't know. I just feel like we did it in the wrong. I had I had the order in my head because I thought we'd have to wait longer for the the two hearted to chill. Nah, but it was, it, was, it was like done as soon as we started the podcast. <laughs> Bobby? Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> okay. So, Bobby uh, is over here trying to get the aromas from the bottom. Boy, this thing is so good. <laughs> Yeast extracts. Okay, so I'm a really big fan of, of stouts, and I'm going yeah. to try not to <laughs> let this cloud my judgment a little bit. No, it I was, always does. <laughs> I was decently surprised with this beer. Uh, my mom actually has one of these. She has, like, the first print in her... I don't know, whatever the hell, her wine cooler or wine chill. She didn't even know what it was until, like, I took a picture of it and I showed it to you guys on Slack. And you guys were like, what the? F- Why did she have that? <laughs> but she has the first print, and that bottle is, like, $145 a, a, a bottle. And this is, like, I don't know what print this is. But um, I really like the beer. I, 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 like, I like the chocolate flavor of it. I thought it did hit all the notes, like Scott was saying. I thought it did, uh oh Someone's angry at me, but uh, I don't know. It's like that the combination of like the maple barrels and everything. It was just really sweet and like a sweet, like kind of a sweeter flavor. Is not something I really look forward to in a beer, right? But when it's like a dark style like this, and it's like one of my favorite styles of beer, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm down with this. So I'm gonna give this a ten as well because this is definitely like nice. Something I don't think I would drink this on a daily because I don't think that'd be very good for you. Oh yeah, but (laughs) I think on like good occasions, like you know maybe. Yeah, this is definitely you know one of those like rare occasions. Yeah, beers. like I really, I really like that beer, man. Like Tweak was really good too, but damn, this beer like this beer is too rare to, to like you know even have like you know as like an everyday beer. Yeah, for sure. Like it was really, it <laughs> was really, it was really, really, yeah, exactly. It was really, really rich for sure. Um, I mean, like, but what I, I find most fascinating is like of all of them, I feel like this one. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be impressed with it at all, and I thought it was probably the best. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I just thought like, because after I had Tweak, I was honest, like, dude, there's nothing. There's this nothing is the, better. This than is this. the most, the, the best like like style I'm ever gonna have in my life. And then CVS comes along. You need and it's to like, like try to check out some of the other Avery beers like that because oh, yeah. like they do like those stupid high ABV barrel aged stouts. Tweak all the was time. like fourteen percent. Yeah, wasn't it? like yeah, and Jesus. like you know that's that's like average for their their barrel aged stuff because like they've they've got Tweak, they've got Uncle. Uh, 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 Uncle James, I think, mm. or something like that. Um, I had Rumkin, um, which was a pumpkin barrel aged imperial stout uh, in rum barrels, and that was Damn. really good. And then you know, pumpkin, which is just barrel aged pumpkin. Mm. Yeah, they've got some good stuff. Like you know, try yeah, to find so some more stuff. This is uh, definitely a ten. Uh, shout out to founders, man. Y'all just kick some ass on this one. <laughs> I mean, I like your beers anyways, but like, damn, CBS was the was the shit for sure. Uh, so yeah, CBS in my book, I think is going to be a nine and a half. Um, definitely like, you know, super good, very up there, but, and I can't tell you off the top of my head, which ones they are, but I've had stouts that have hit that 10 out of 10 mark for me. Um, that like, they just have an indescribable quality and this just doesn't quite reach it, but it's still an extremely good beer. Would you say that tweak or CBS is better? That's hard. Yeah, it's hard. For me, I'm, I'm going to have to say they're equal. In, yeah. in, in my opinion, CBS and Tweak, I think, are right. I think, like, the taste – I think CBS is, like, a little bit sweeter. Yeah. And then Tweak has a little bit more coffee in it. So, random fun fact about this beer. 
uh, you'll see on the label, it's just a uh, horse. Yes. So mm-hmm. it used to be a Canadian Mountie. Yeah. And huh. then the brewery was asked by Canada to remove the Mountie. That's the <laughs> that's the first print. That's yeah. The that's one, the, that's yeah, the bottle that, that my mom has. Oh, wow. Okay. And so that's pretty crazy is yeah. that, that, that she has that. I said, you know, this on a really special occasion. Don't ever get rid of the bottle, though. Like, just don't do it. And she's like, why? And I was like, show her the price. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's, that's like, pretty crazy is that, Rare like, you bottle. know, like, um, that they, like, you know, had to change the label and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Bell's two-hearted. Zach. So, with Bell's, I'm going to gr- agree with uh, what Scott's going to say here. Um, it was very much Have you all so. pre-shared your rating? Um, he's been trying to say it this entire time, and I honestly got to say it, too. Um, it was average. It wasn't like necessarily remarkable. Um, I felt that it was decent for the American IPA that it was. Um, American IPAs in general, I feel like uh, they're they're relatively new style, right? I mean, in regards not to really. I, actually, uh, no. I'm gonna say I have to say no because the the style India Pale Ale was created in America. When, no, no, it, no. It was actually created in uh, Europe. It was created when the um, uh, East India Trading Company was a thing. Mm, okay, gotcha. Uh, and that's why it was created. Mm-hmm. They like hops have an antibacterial quality mm. that keeps things from infecting it, and you know, like you know, altering its flavor, like you know, just making it nasty. So um, the IPA was created. They put more hops into it to keep more nasties out of it, so that it would last those long journeys from Europe to Africa. Uh huh. Okay. For the East India Trading Company. I will say then, um, it was still enjoyable, but it wasn't anything remarkable. I did like it better than CBS, to be honest with you, though. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, it's nothing that I'd write home to, I mean, in all honesty. Uh, this one was my least favorite out of the ones that we did. Uh, so we kind of did like a backwards progression for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give this one like a 6. Not that good. Uh, that's a comprehensive Uh, review (laughs) I mean I still think this is a good American IPA Ah. but so like my score was like a 9 like I I still think this is this is high tier this is good quality and it Mm. it makes sense that I mean I I think Zach said like this was the last six pack or something like that like it, it makes sense this is so popular but to me like between what we had from Hetty Topper and this, right? We, uh, which are they technically two different styles of beer? Um, because that's so, a well, New yeah. England IPA well, American. yeah. If you if you want to get like really crazy about splitting hairs, yeah, it's New England IPA versus American IPA. But really, the main difference is, is this is actually classified as a double IPA versus a standard American IPA. Well, okay, I would. Say so they are different styles, but it's it's not like worlds apart. Like this to me tastes like a light light beer IPA if that makes sense where it's like it, it just has it doesn't have any of the unique flavor. It like it, like I said earlier like it has it's not as complex as anything as the other two beers that we tried tonight I can see what you're saying and yeah. so because of that it's just eh. like I mean it's a good it's it's still better than any macro brewery you're gonna get I mean if you look at the back of the label it actually has the new independent symbol on it yeah so yeah you know that's neat but like it, it i don't know it, 
it's good, but compared with everything else we've had tonight, like this is what I would have wanted to start with to lead into the other two beers. Yeah, for sure. I understand that. Yeah. Bobby? Okay. So I think because we because I had the CBS, there was like in the middle where we had CBS, I threw it from IPA stout and then to another IPA. I kind of detracted from the flavor a little bit, but I will still say that I did like, I did enjoy it. I, I've seen this beer everywhere. I've just never had it. Yeah. Because I think the reason why is because it's so under the radar. Like, I don't think to pick it's, up. It's not, it's not a label that really pops yeah, out. Yeah, it's a salmon. Like, you're just like, yeah, just like, a, why, why would I drink this? Like, you know? honestly, the label kind of blends into you as just like, just like a standard beer. Like, yeah. it's, it's not the beer like, that you're going to, like, if you're just browsing the store looking for yeah. something that you never really this had before, like, it's not something yeah, you're going to grab. This that, is like video I've game. I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Like, this is like video game like beer where you like <laughs> video game and it's like that's a beer. Like I don't, I don't know why. It really just, I don't know. It's like there's one flavor that he's right. You know, <laughs> there's one flavor in this beer and I I can't like put my finger on it. Is it the like, aftertaste? Me, it's but like, it, there's a harshness to this beer that you just don't get with Teddy Topper. For me, it's the aftertaste. Stays. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the aftertaste, yeah. but it's, it's like yeah, it's definitely there's that a, like you know it tastes like a like the aftertaste kind of tastes like a, a tree, but <laughs> so, like, like a bad kind of tree. Like yeah, like tree. you know, okay. So without knowing like a willow, without knowing really anything real about the recipe, there's probably they're using you know a really piney hop. pine. Pine. Yeah. Yes. So it's a, that's it's, what it is. It's like a really piney hop somewhere either in the flavor area or just as the bittering addition, mm-hmm. and like you know that's lingering a little bit because um, like you know like I said. You know, one of the big – like, I have no idea about Bell's brewing process. But if I had to guess, they're probably still using pellets as their bittering addition. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like like I said, um, the Alchemist only does hop extract in the boil. Yeah. Well, with the, I've had IPAs before. And like I said, I think before we all started this cast, we were – some of us were, you know, more IPA fans than others. Like, some of us were like, what the hell? Why would you drink that? <laughs> but I'm drinking a couple IPAs now. And um, – I will say this was actually easier to put down than other IPAs. It wasn't – I guess it was, like, the best out of the, all the IPAs that I've had, but not necessarily. Like, I like Hop Slam more than I like Yeah, it's understandable. Like this, but and, you know, like, even more than, like, Hop Slam, I think I like uh, – if we're talking, like, like excluding Hetty Topper, if we're talking about, like, you know, Hop Slam, I'd probably reach for Grace and Grit first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Grace and Grit oh, remember that really one? good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't. I can't. Like, I. I, I want to get. I'm just gonna give it a seven and a half. Like, it was good, but it didn't really like blow me away. It was just like, I'm drinking an IPA. You know. Yeah. And this is like how you like but if you see, if like, you. I'd make the argument that this is better than what the standard IPA. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Like, this is what an IPA. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is like, like when you think. Like when you think Mexican beer, it's like, oh, go get a Dos Equis. I think like go get this because that is the. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not you you say that it. now. Uh, next cast, I brought some things back. <laughs> well, yeah, order. But, like, what I'm saying is, it's like if you go get this, it's gonna be like you could hand this to someone who doesn't drink IPAs. Yeah, IPAs like they'll they'll be like they'll yeah. be like okay, yeah, they'll be able to drink it. Yeah, exactly. Versus, like, you yeah, hand, you hand them something that's an IPA that's shittier. Like they're not gonna be able. To I drink would it. say if you are gonna drink an IPA, drink this. Like if people don't like the IPA because like, oh it's so bitter. Like right. if you have an IPA, drink this. It's still good. 
you know, and this is what you would think an IPA tastes like, and yeah. this is what an IPA should taste like. Yeah, and like that's what know, I'm gonna say. And, and like, see, that's one thing, and like, that's one thing that I'm glad y'all are taking away from like having done this show for as long as we have now. <laughs> is that like, you know, I think yeah, before we started the show, I think a lot of you guys were like, oh, IPAs, no, I don't drink that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, IPAs, you know, and like, and the problem is, the problem is, is that like, like a lot of times when you go to somewhere and you're like. You, you grab an IPA without really knowing what it is, or if you ask somebody, give me an IPA, they're going to hand you something pretty generic. And the thing, the, the problem with IPAs is that they're so easy for brewers. Right. And like, it's like, I'm a new craft brewery. What am I going to, what am I going to put out on the market to, to make people happy? It's an IPA. And when you get your generic IPA fans, they're going to be okay with pretty much anything that just has some sort of like a uh, shit amount of pops in it. And honestly, it's more skewed towards the bitter side. It waters mm-hmm. down the, what, the reviews of all of those IPAs. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, we've always talked about this too. IPAs, heavy, heavy flavored beers like that yeah. hide a lot of the elements that can discern what makes a great bo- exactly. brewer and what yeah. makes a okay brewer. Because like the thing about IPAs is like, yeah, you just throw more hops in to cover up your bad brewing practices. Mm-hmm. And like the other thing that like like California, the West Coast has like pushed this 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 idea of IPAs. That's like, oh yeah, I want the bitterest of the bitter. They want to taste no, that dude. bitterness, and like that's kind of what progressed across the country. That's what that's where the popularity so of IPAs kind of came from. Yeah, okay. yeah, and like you know that that's like like the American IPA was kind of like set by California with like their bitterness and stuff like that, and then like you know kind of started balancing out. Then you know you started having breweries like the Alchemist pop up and like you know putting out Heady Topper in New England and challenged like, you know, it. Yeah, challenging it, bringing uh, uh, like you know you got West Coast versus East Coast now, and then you got you know all of us here in Texas being like, oh, let's try to copy the West Coast, let's try to copy the East Coast, <laughs> and it's like so. Yeah, I mean South Coast. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my, I guess my point here is, is like you know, not all IPAs are made equal. They're not all bad. You got to find what works for you, and you know, definitely Two Hearted Ale is like a good entry into the style. Um, got to go on your own IPA journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. I think that's what I find most fascinating. It's like, I like if you talk to any macro brewery drinker, you know, they're just they're, they're like IPA is just such it's like a bad word yeah yeah <laughs> yeah why would you drink an IPA I got my Miller I got my Coors I exactly got my let's let's be completely honest though I mean and, and let's I'm gonna play a devil's advocate on this right here you know macro brewery drinkers are they really the bad guy in this instance because the thing is is that they want consistency they want a clean flavor they want literally the same things that a beer reviewing podcasts like yeah. ourselves would like, like you know, except that we're more willing. I feel like we've had this argument before. <laughs> we, we, we I'm not going to knock them. They, they like no, what right. they like. Yeah, they yeah, know what they, they like. Yeah, he's right. But though. the he's thing right. is though, is, is that, and you are the one who's always brought this up as well, Brad. I mean, especially whenever we brewed last year, not in 2018, 2017, the Mexican lager that we had on the cast as well. Um, you know, making lagers, there's a reason why craft breweries don't do that is because you can't cover up your mistakes whenever you do that. Really, you know, macro brew, and and I want to say this even to our listeners too. If you drink macro brews, there's nothing wrong with that. You appreciate consistency. That's yeah. completely fine, right there too. It's just whenever you do come across a craft brewery that offers the same consistency and good practices and cleanliness, see, such as like Heady Topper. Well, no, I would argue that Armadillo is that Armadillo, absolutely like, too. Anyone that comes over to my house for parties, mm-hmm. like if I have. Um, 
if I have green belt, like mm-hmm. I oh yeah, dude, that before I give him like a Modelo or, or a Honey Please. So so Armadillo <laughs> is definitely mm-hmm. one of those ones that really. And if you try their 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 tap room, it's perfect. The only problem that they have is in regards to packaging and transit. Because, well, for example, like hear, for their uh, seasonals, uh, the Wonder Melon is a great example of a beer mm. that is absolutely well loved throughout the entire. Like, it literally, I can't drink it. Well, it's sold out. It's sold out almost immediately. And the thing was is that they didn't expect for it to sell out as quickly as it did. And it was the reasoning was because I mean their tap room version of it was so special. And then whenever I talked to those guys over there, the head brewer and all them. You know, they were serving, you know, cans out of their own brewery. Like, I mean, but the thing is, though, is that the cans taste vastly different from what you get did in the taproom. Did you they actually did a limited run of uh, brunch money? Yeah. Yeah. They did a limited uh, can. Can run, yeah, brunch yeah. money. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I've got a couple of brunch money cans. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What they made it up. <laughs> brunch money is is the biggest one well, that they it make. Their, it was their taproom only for yeah, yeah, like they only had it in tap room for a little bit. They, they, they. I haven't seen it on the shelves recently, but yeah, I always they, get it confused with Honey uh, Please. That also you're, gets you're on also there. thinking That's of Quaker Town Stout. Honey Please. No, no, I'm okay. thinking yeah, Honey Please, and also did do that. They yeah. just started canning it yeah. again. Quaker well, Town. Honey did. Please was the one that I got a growler of while I was over at Civil Port. Because you'll find Honey Please mm. and you'll find uh, Green Belt. Yeah, um, all and throughout. Green Belt is the one that's across it. And then there's the the, the champagne. All the time, yes. The champagne ale. It's got a lion yeah, on it. Yeah, it has the lion on it. I I've forget what it's called. I might have had it once before. They used to have it at my Winco, and then like the last six-pack sold, and I've never seen it again. Anyway. So next trip is going to be over to Armadillo. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but bring it back around. I give... Um, oh, yeah. I guess you have Too hard an ale. <laughs> <laughs> an eight and a half out of ten. Very good. Um, definitely, like, you know, it, like, you know it's, it's, it's a very ideal IPA. Uh, doesn't knock your socks off, but it's definitely like, you know, like, you know, this, like, but see, I, I think that's the only reason I rated it so high was that what is, it was an IPA that in my opinion is respectable. Yeah. Like, As opposed that, to, like other ones where we've had that's so bitter. I'm just like, I'm sure, I'm sure Absolutely. we can all agree though. Like, you know, reading that list, just like I, I was reading that list being like, really? <laughs> that's what was number one. How, yeah. Okay. How did they, whenever they, they rate these beers, do they all drink it out of the glass? Do they drink it out of the bottle? Are they like all sitting well, in one room? Even rate stuff that's like two different styles. Together. That's what I'm saying. Like there has to be like uh, classifications because yeah. I feel like this is definitely one of the best stouts I've Although ever tasted. I guess, like video games, it's like, it's like... well, you have you well, have then, things that you rate on depending on uh, what genre it is. I mean, yeah. essentially, but God of War is still the best game of the year 2018. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, yep, <laughs> I need to play that. Dude, that game is so good. Oh shit, dude! Yeah, I'm gonna go okay, buy so, it now. So like, yeah. Um, don't directly quote me on this, but I want to say they do like blind tastings on these. Oh wow! Brad said it's blind tasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, but yeah. Uh, so bring it around. So yeah, we've had like three of the top five rated beers um, by the American Home Brewing Association, um, and I mean, like despite what we kind of think, I think they were all like, like I didn't. Like, these were all really great beers. I would definitely drink all these again. Yeah, oh, sure. absolutely. I, yeah. Whenever we give our ratings, I want to go ahead and re- reiterate for all of our new listeners this year. We get some of the best beers in the world, thanks to everybody here at the table. I mean, we all put in our fair share to grab those best ones. I got to say, man, I mean, it just they're good beers. I, I just think, you know, we've 
you get spoiled whenever you have the best. <laughs> what was that, that one beer? That's kind of true, yeah. What was that one beer that we had? I always ask this because I'm just terrible at remembering the name. It was a beer that we all were like, dude, this beer is amazing. It was like we oh, all we all bro. rated it either like a 9 or a 10. Do you remember uh, the style? I think it was an IPA. Uh, it wasn't Feisty Blonde, was it? No, no, no. It was. Was it? I, I keep going to Hot Fusion and getting Feisty Blonde. Was it okay, what, about, what about Grace was, and Grit? Was it Grace and Grit? Yeah, that's what I was It might have been Grace. Yeah, so uh, but I, the bird. I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's a, anything about what it No, like? it was. I remember we all had it and we were like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> like, because, like, like, Racing Grid was one that I brought. I was like, this looks really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it in. And, like, like it was a, it was a double IPA. And amazingly, like, I think we all really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that's, I, it might have been Racing Grid, but it was like, we all rated it at least a nine. I remember that. Everyone yeah. was like, dude, this beer is the best. <laughs> dude, we need to get back to doing the reviews again, man, and yeah. post them up on the site so we can review yeah, it. Yeah, just oh, keep yeah, track yeah. Wait, but, is that. No, I remember that was the. I think we rated that beer, and then the next cast is when we decided to start putting it up on the site. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get it up there. Uh, all right, yeah. So, um, yeah. So thanks for joining us this, this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed these descriptions of the uh, three of the top five rated beers in uh, the country by the American Homebrewers Association because we all really enjoyed them. They were fantastic. <laughs> and now we get to schedule like. Like one thing I'd like to do, uh, if we can like afford it and like figure it out, is like the five of us going on a Vermont brewery tour. Oh Ooh. fuck yeah, dude! Because like Vermont is also right now the uh, rated the beer capital of the U.S. Wow! So um, it'd be well, a great place okay, to go. If we do that, we need to take all of our recording equipment. And record. <laughs> well, now that we've got this little tiny bad boy, you know, that's not really a big deal. Hey, we gotta give uh, it a name. What we gotta we give we it gotta a name? Na- gotta name it. Okay. okay. Box. Bort. <laughs> Bort, Bort box. box. <laughs> All right, the whatever. Bort box. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us this week. I'm glad y'all are listening. Uh, I've been checking the analytics, and we do have people still listening to us. Wow. So there's that. Thanks, uh, we, guys. we still have We're listeners. On, and, and we now have Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is so. on there. Yeah, like, you know, wow. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, we're probably there. There's a good chance of it. If we're not, you know, let, it, let us know, and we'll, we'll try to be there. Uh, but yeah, thanks we will me. be there. We will, we will be there. Uh, only positive stuff in 2019. Amen. Uh, so, uh, join us next time. I can't guarantee it'll be in two weeks, but maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Uh, you'll just have to tune in and find out. Um, Facebook, tune in, Stitcher, all those good places. Uh, be sure to crack a cold one with your boys. <laughs>